Hi everyone, Uma here and we are off Glamour. So tonight I wanted to talk about something that has been sparking my imagination for quite some time now. And interestingly enough, as a source for this uh, podcast episode, I decided to use an article from Glamour magazine, which kind of fits um, the podcast as well. So today's topic is, drum roll, fetishes, kinks, and all things similar. So I'm using a Glamour glamour, uh, article to get into this topic altogether because I don't want to just start blabbering about it. So I use an article called From A to Z, A List of Kinks and Fetishes You Should Know About, written by Angie Jones. So this is in no way, um, a, you know, a critique or a review of the article itself. This is just serving like to give us this kind of mainstream overview of what uh, kinks and fetishes are being talked about right now. So we got it under the category or keyword good sex. And the uh, date of the publishing of the article is June 21st, 2020, which I mean... There might be some new fetishes and kinks that are, you know, in right now, hot right now, because we're coming to the end of the 2021, but I think it's very relevant right now. So yeah, I'm going to use this as sort of a um, guideline to our discussion. Now, uh, as for me personally, I'm actually a person who could call fetishes and kinks sort of my special interest because I am obsessed with all of these things. I am not necessarily that much of a kinky person as I'm interested in these kind of human behaviors altogether and like what drives them. And also I'm very experimental. So I've throughout my life tried all kinds of things and explored a lot. So I'm always interested in what things are like and what that implicates, you know, for us as human beings. So yeah, there is of course the difference between fetishes and kinks. A lot of people are discussing it constantly, but fetish is basically something that is focused on an object. And kink is something that is um, sort of a sexual interest or activity that is out of the traditional, um, out of the traditional, out of the acceptable and things like that. So um, as for me, as I said, I've tried all kinds of things and I'm interested in these things all the time. So I Google all kinds of stuff. I consume all kinds of, you know, tricky content. So I've seen everything, I think. And when I say everything, it's literally everything. But it's interesting for me to discuss like what is being talked about right now in the mainstream. So these kind of magazines and websites, they're sort of, you know, there's something that a lot of the, you know, general population reads. So it's interesting to see what's being put out there. So for the beginning, we should go into, oh yeah, it's in alphabetical order. So we can start from the fetishes altogether. So I also put in the title of this episode, like hot or not, because I'm going to give like this, a bit of, you know, a twist on just this discussion and sort of like philosophizing about it. I'm going to say, is it hot or not for me? And I'm going to rate all of these fetishes and kinks, like from one to 10, I just came up with that literally. <clears throat> so let's start. Without further ado, let's just start. So first, A is for age play. 
So now, age play is a form of role play in which one or both partners pretend to be and get off on being an age other than their own. So I just have a disclaimer again, another disclaimer. So this is definitely like um, the perspective and the writing of the person who wrote the article on Glamour. So you might disagree completely on what a certain fetish or kink is. But this is just to see like what the mainstream perspective is. So we're not going to like discuss is that true or is it the right definition, you know? It's much more important like what is being put out there in the mainstream. So yeah, when it comes to age play, now this is me talking, not reading the article. I don't know if you know about it, but I know a lot about it. I know uh, about, you know, littles, daddies, baby girls and stuff like that. And huh. I'm torn. Honestly, I'm torn. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I am kind of turned on by being like um, a bit more childish than I am usually. Sometimes I'm turned on by being like a dominant bitch and stuff like that. But I am sometimes turned on by being like a, a little younger than I am or just behaving in that way. And it's not necessarily related to age or being babied. It's just sort of this role of being like small and, you know, needing protection. And, um, from one to 10, I'm going to rate this fetish. No, this is not a fetish. This is a kink. I'm going to rate this kink. I'm going to be generous and rate it like a five. Like it is very rarely that I think about these things. So, we're just going to go down and then we're going to get into discussing the background of all these things afterwards. Then B is for bondage. Uh, bondage is restraint. Basically, you know, like tying people up, restraining them and not them not being able to move. When it comes to bondage from one to 10, I would say probably seven. Like, dude, there is just something very hot about not being able to move or somebody else not being able to move. And for me personally, it's not like a psychological background at all. It is literally the feeling of, you know, being restrained. And there's also, I think, a, an adrenaline hit that happens when you're being restrained um, and you don't know what what's going to happen. Basically, this not knowing is what drives it. So, yeah. C is for cuckolding. Okay, dude, like, yeah. I'm going to be honest about this one. Like, if I was a dude, like, this would be a fucking no. But when it comes to me as a woman, you know, like, when it comes to me, you know, doing this kind of thing, I would not do it in actual life, you know. But I would be lying if I said that I did not watch all kinds of porn <laughs> based on this because it is kind of interesting. And I'm generally very, very interested in... How can someone be attracted to this? Like, there is this huge, basically, you know, there is this question that rises in my head. Like, why would a man or a woman, I, it's mostly focused on men being cuckolds while women are going and doing their thing. I'm really interested in how exactly do you get turned on by this? Like, if anyone is a cuckold or a person that is attracted to this, I really am interested passionately. Like what aspect of it turns you on? Like what is the motivation for it? I understand, for example, like if you are generally, if you like to be submissive, if you like to be dominated by strong women, this is like the ultimate act of domination, you know? So 
you're being just like absolutely dominated, but it's just really interesting for me to explore like why, why is this a kink? So yeah, um, when it comes to my personal taste, I would say the cuckolding is like a two and this is me being generous. Like I cannot go into, you know, the minus end of the spectrum, but yeah. D is for dominance. So dominance, uh, it is to dominate someone, to be the dominant rather than submissive and to dominate them. Well, as she said, Alice, 50 shades of gray. <laughs> um, and of course she noted the 50 shades of gray is not a very accurate representation of the BDSM Kingston community. But yeah, basically D for dominance. Uh, when it comes to me, I really love dominance. Like I, I need a completely separate episode on my experiences being a dominatrix and dominating. So this for me personally is something that is a completely psychological joy. It is really not related to sexual interest. So if I were to say like whether or not I like to be dominated, I love to be dominated a bit, maybe. I'm kind of a switch kind of person, but um, I would rather be dominated, you know, but uh, sexually. But when it comes to psychological excitement and happiness, I'm most happy when I dom dominate, you know. So I love doing it, but it's not a turn on for me. So I'm going to say like seven on my scale, mainly because I like doing it, but um, not in a kink kind of way, just kind of like in a satisfying play kind of way. E is for electrostimulation. Ooh, this involves using the power of electricity, aka an electric shock for kinky, sexy fun. Okay, dude, like, um, I've never tried this, literally. I, I only had, like, these, I attached to myself these things that are for massaging the back and stuff like that. You have, like, these patches. I don't know what, what it is, but it's electro shock. Um, and I've never really tried it in a sexual way, and I don't think it would turn me on, mainly because there's a lot of stuff involved in it. Like, dude, like, you literally have to plug it into, you know, you have to plug it into something and you have to get the entire merchandise going on these things are weirding me out always when it cannot be done very simply and spontaneously like when there is a lot of stuff going on especially like when there is like a power outlet like dude <laughs> it involves a lot you know like what if there's a power outage like what if everything shuts down what like if there's a bit of water if what, what if you start sweating like can it shock you completely? Like this, this is kind of, I'm fine with like bodily harm for sexual reasons, but like this is kind of like unpredictable in a strange way. It's not like a person, you know, controlling the electricity. I think like electricity is sort of like having life in it of its own. So I would not let it into my bedroom, but um, altogether it's kind of fine, you know? So I would rate it um, probably a three when it comes to my personal interest, but I think it's, you know, like, okay, great. F is for foot fetishism. Okay. We all know about this. Like who doesn't literally it says foot fetishes are one of the most common fetishes out there, especially for heterosexual men. Someone with a foot fetish is literally turned on by feet. Yeah, we know it. Thinking about them, touching them, seeing them, and could potentially get off on everything feet. 
So as for me personally, like I'm going to say it right away, feet are like a one or a zero. Uh, there is nothing about feet that is sexually attractive to me. Like I love feet like as a, this, this might sound really weird, but I love showing appreciation to another person's body, feet included, when you love someone. Like I would like to, you know, I can massage somebody's feet and like, and I can wash their feet, whatever. I can do like weird stuff. But when it comes to attraction, it's a no for me. I read a lot, you know, about like there is also like scientific evidence. Like this makes sense scientifically why a lot of people like there's a similar kind of or the same center in the brain for sexual attraction and feed awareness or they're close. Like don't take information from me. Like I could be like flagged as, you know, spreading false information, but literally is just something that I read a long time ago. So there's like a reason why this happens a lot, you know, for me, it's a zero or a one, but like, yeah. Um, if somebody were to tell me like, use your feet to pleasure me or whatever. Like I would also be weirded out too. Like if my friend told me like, I love it, I would be like, yeah, fine. Great. Love that for you. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like if I, I'm not really for doing anything with my feet. I just kind of like to ignore feet altogether. They're kind of weird for me, but, um, yeah, that's for F. So G is for gagging. Uh, gagging refers to lightly choking on an object to the point of making gagging sounds. People with penises will get off on their partner gagging on them. I know a lot of people who love this. This is a disclaimer. I literally talked to a guy like a few nights ago. I talked to a guy who loves this. He even likes when his partner throws up on him during sex. Like gagging up to the point of throwing up, you know? Mm. And this is really interesting, honestly, like great for you. Um, I like, I like to gag maybe that's interesting for me. Like, but I have to like, uh, I have to explain something like a lot of these things are really interesting and fun for me, like psychologically and they're exciting and adrenaline inducing, but they're not something that turns me on. Like they're not something that I would literally get off on. It's just something that's like, Ooh, that's fun. Ooh, let's try that because I'm a naturally curious person. So when it comes to gagging from one to 10, it would be like four, maybe. Yeah. H is for humiliation. Not all BDSM acts are physical. In intense language, force, humiliating me and using bad words, slurs, all that stuff. So when it comes to humiliation, I'm immediately going to say that when it comes to me being humiliated... It is like a zero, literally. I'm not interested in humiliation. It might be like for a lot of people who have been, it is like two different ends of the spectrum. Like there are people who have been humiliated or bullied in their life and you will have one side that literally will not take it. Like they will get angry when you call them something like that in bed. And you have the other part of the spectrum, um, this group of people who are sort of feeling, you know, freed and like liberated and who are finding their strength in having someone else call them these names in a safe space. So these are two completely different spaces of thinking, but they come like from the same source. I'm the person who would literally punch someone in the face if they called me like something bad, something, you know, not like 
oh, you're such a bitch. No, not even bitch. Like, it's not like bitch slut whore. If somebody called me like, you're a dirty whore, I would be like, I would not even get angry. I would be like, what the fuck, dude? Like, cut it off, you know? Like, you're a fucking asshole, you know? I mean, <laughs> I would start like <laughs> humiliating them back and it would not be fine. It would like, it would end in me punching someone in the face. That's for me. But um, on the other side, I like to humiliate others sometimes, but also it is a psychological, you know, joy and the fulfillment that I'm getting, not sexual. So um, this is a very important thing for me, like to mention, I'm going to mention it afterwards as well. A lot of BDSM culture, and I've been a part of it, you know, is not inherently sexual. It's just the sexual space is sort of like a safe but also extremely vulnerable place where people can, you know, do all these things, express them. It's sort of like an art form, but you also have a lot of BDSM culture uh, moving into psychology, art, you know. It is much more related to the, you know, deep vulnerable parts of a human being rather than, you know, just like this gets me off, that gets me off. So when it comes to humiliation, it might be because I was bullied, but I like to humiliate others sometimes. And it's just a psychological happiness that I get, not a sexual one. I is for impact play. Impact play refers to the use of hands, paddles, whips, or whatever you have around your house to hit the body. Well, I mean, that's just like spanking, slapping, hitting, all that stuff. So when it comes to like butt slapping and, you know, all that stuff... Huh, I would say like a seven or an eight, but you know, if it's like happy, you know, happy go lucky kind of spanking and hitting, um, I don't like slaps, they're kind of useless, but they're like a human, like a physical form of humiliation for me, so I don't find them sexual, you know, and like they feel stupid, they feel like I want to slap someone back, you know, and you usually do, so no. So for impact play, yeah. I said seven or eight, maybe. Uh, J is for Japanese bondage. Oh, well, this is the bondage that is done with rope. Kinbaku translates to the beauty of tight binding in shibari, which is a bit more mainstream, translates to decoratively tie. I cannot pronounce this word for some reason. So, yeah, I mean, I I saw a lot of these things on the internet, you know, and I, I like it, actually. I like it. It's... You know, it's also very, you know, like, it's moving from sexual to aesthetic to conceptual, which is what a lot of, you know, uh, Japanese uh, sex culture and industry does. It's sort of connecting, like, you know, hentai and stuff like that. It's connecting the art and the psychology of human beings with the sexual aspect. So I like it, and I like how these things look. And also, there is... um. Kimbaku, which is like binding, literally, tight binding. So um, I would for this say maybe nine. It's fine. Because I also like bondage. So yeah. K is for klismophilia. Klismophilia is a glamorous Greek word that means arousal by enemas. Oh yeah. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah, so a lot of people who are, you know happy and healthy and, you know, not looking into crazy stuff on the internet, 
do not know what clismophilia is basically because these people have fulfilling lives and don't have the need for googling shit but yeah um i watch a lot a lot of porn that's based on this um it is interesting then again i have to note you know i'm not into most of the things that i look uh, at that i google that i find but um I really love exploring all these things. So you have an enema. If you know what enema is, if you don't know what enema is, it is um, medical the device that squirts water into your anus. People use it for constipation to clean out the bowels and stuff like that, you know. But um, this kink is focused on receiving an enema, and probably there's a person who likes giving them too. But like, yeah, whatever, and um. Yeah, as for this, it's like a zero, dude. Like, no. Honestly, it's also one of these things that involves like a, like a specific device and that it's, you know, bound to be dirty and things like that. And that's not my end of the lane. L is for limits. Consent is paramount in kink. If you're just getting started or want to slowly introduce BDSM into an existing relationship, both you and your partner should make a list of your soft and hard limits. This is also including a safe word, I guess. This is sort of like a disclaimer, not really a kink. A safe word, a word that you're going to use to immediately stop uh, the play or whatever you're doing. So your hard and soft limits will likely evolve the more you explore ETC, etc. and stuff like that. M is for masochism. Driving pleasure from the high sensations most often referred to as pain, be that physical or emotional. Um... Oh, the, this is interesting. I really love this. The term is named for Leopold von Sacher-Massoch, a person who wrote Venus in Furs. If you know about it, it's a book that is sort of like his personal journal slash fiction about this woman um, who is who he dreams of becoming his mistress. And um, that's where the term masochism comes from. You can also watch a Roman Polanski movie, Venus in Furs. It's a really good interpretation. So yeah, basically, um, as for masochism, for me personally, I am not interested in it. It's like one for me. And um, sadism, it's, you know, opposite. It's named after another person who had a lot of ideas when it comes to torturing others. Sadism is not in my lane either. You know, that's like deriving pleasure from inflicting pain. So no, zero for me, definitely. N is for nylons. A nylon fetish tights often accompanies a foot fetish. One with the nylon fetish may enjoy the look and feeling of toes, feet, blah, blah, blah. Well, to be completely honest, like I'm going to just say it right away. I love nylons. They might be sexually attracted. I love nylons, like in sexual and all other situations as well. But they're not focused. They have nothing to do with feet for me. So I would say for nylons, nine, and for feet and nylons, whatever, zero. O is for objectum sexuality. A sexual relationship or attraction to an inanimate object. Ooh, this is kind of freaky. So a lot of people will say like, this is the where the world is going. You know, everybody's going to get married to their houses, to the walls, to Eiffel Towers, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so basically... um. I don't think 
this is really, you know, as crazy as it sounds, it sometimes gets to this crazy, like emotional aspect. But um, when it comes to just for like typical objective sexuality, for me personally, it has happened and has been mainly focused on, you know, like sexualizing random objects, but they're not really random. It, I sexualize them based on their sort of, what's it called? You know, when something is looks like a penis basically you know like something that looks like a penis or something that feels like a vagina whatever or something like that you sexualize it sometimes texture makes you sexualize something so i have been you know in spaces of mind where i've sexualized all kinds of things like dude i've talked to my friends like this is just a common thing like you can see something that's very hard and touch it and be like yeah i'm interested you can have dudes like uh, touch like warm oranges and be like uh, I'm interested I'm interested this is something that happens naturally and I think is just sort of the brain reacting to textures and shapes and feelings that we associate with sex B is for pregnancy fetishism well this is very self-explanatory hum I've been attracted to this for maybe one month of my life altogether not necessarily you know because I don't know why I was attracted, probably because I just watched too much porn and then I just started going into crazy, you know, places. Q is for, oh, I didn't rate it. Like, dude, I didn't rate it. Or objectophilia. Uh, so for objects, I rate it five. For pregnancy, I rate it two. Q, chorophilia. A fetish for hands, fingers, manicure. Ooh, I have not heard of this word. A nine, definitely. A nine. No, ten, dude. Ten. If it's nice hands, like, it's fucking ten. Oof, definitely. Love that. Anyone doing anything with their hands? Brrr. For me, it's it's a ten. Our role play. Like, two, dude. I don't know. But, like, uh... I love acting. I do it, you know, like I act and perform in my life and shit like that. But like, I like to have sex as myself, you know, if that sounds weird. A lot of people like to pretend they're, you know, something, you know, like for the context and stuff like that. But for me, I can barely go through a movie without remembering the fact that the actors are actors. And I cannot look a person into their eyes. Them telling me like, hello, Mrs. Jennifer. Could you close the door? We need to have a conversation right now. You know, I'm your boss. I know what is right and what is wrong and things like that. Like, dude, if I had to look a person in the eye for like 30 minutes, you know, while they were doing that shit, I would either start laughing or I would be like, fuck no, because... I'm seeing like this dude or a person. I'm seeing like a weird person who's pretending to be someone. I don't know. It's just weird for me. I don't know. Did I read it or not? I'm just like losing my shit right now. S is for spectrophilia. If this means being attracted to um, the hobby specter of suits, well, <laughs> you can say it's a 10. I'm just kidding. Spectrophilia is, huh? Okay, spectrophilia is in sexual attraction or sexual encounters with ghosts and com which come and have hot sex with them at night. 
Like, dude, this has existed literally for all of history. Succubus, incubus, you know, like ghosts visiting or ghosts or beings visiting people in the middle of the night and fucking them. It's like something that's been here for the beginning of times. Like if you read about why people accuse witches, you know, of things they said, like they heard that some something came to visit them during the night and shit like that. As for ghosts and demons, for me, it's a zero because it's kind of creepy, honestly. I'm scared of it. You know, I'm not attracted to, you know, ghosts and shit. T is for tentacles. Ah, you probably know about it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of hentai and all kinds of even recreations of it, you know, that are with actual people. Yeah, it says, first, let's get one thing straight. You cannot have sex with an actual octopus or octopus-like monster. Um, octopuses are animals and therefore cannot give consent. I love this reason. Like, honestly, I love this. Re I have to just like have a disclaimer here because I love this reason why you cannot have sex with an actual octopus. I mean, I understand that we've got to this point where, like, everything is really super normal and you can, like, uh, I don't know, fuck yourself with a jar and stuff like that and be like, uh, chill, you know, a jar is not, it's an object, it, I can, you know, if I give consent to fuck myself with a jar, it's fine, even if I end up in the ER and shit like that, but, like, dude, your own only reason for not fucking octopuses cannot be that they cannot give consent. Like, I'm not going to get into discussion, honestly. Like, there probably are health reasons, first of all. Oh, something is coming my way. And second of all, apart from health reasons, they're like these, you know, interspecies moments where it's, you know, I understand being attracted. After all I'm saying right now, it's like, that is fucking insane. You can't you know, fuck octopus and stuff, it's going to be weird to say that when it comes to my own attraction, when it comes to porn, it's probably like a six because I've watched a lot of tentacle porn and it has been interesting. Yeah. So <laughs> that's it. You is for Europhilia, golden showers, PP, PP play. Uh, it's a zero for me, although I've tried it. It's been weird. But, um, it's a zero from me. Yeah. I don't know if, like, who's gonna hear this? Like, I've been saying all kinds of stuff about my personal interests and what I'm doing. <laughs> so, whoever hears this, like, yeah. I mean, we've all peed in our lives, haven't we? So, yeah. V is for voyeurism. For voyeurism, huh, that is observing and watching others get it on. For me, it's zero, you know. But when it comes to exhibitionism, that is the joy of being watched, it's probably a nine for me. I really like being watched. As I said, being watched is one of the things that are really, really cool for me. I had to go pee. I had to do my little rophelia moment. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm not a voyeur, but I am fine with, you know, like people watching me. When it comes to cameras, I don't know. I think if there should be a difference between people who like being watched live and, you know, doing things on camera. I also like to perform live, but I don't like being on camera. So that's weird. Yeah, everything. everyone's different. W is for whip. Ooh. Whip is commonly used 
is an umbrella term for all impact blade tools, uh, though it technically refers to an item with a thinner body. We know what a whip is, dude. So, um, yeah. Uh, when it comes to whips, I'll say six. But I don't, I wouldn't like using actual whips. Like something that's resembling a whip. Because again, like using an actual whip means that, you know, somebody had to go to the store and like get a whip. And it's like, it's crossing the boundary between fantasy world and actual world, which for me is kind of weird, honestly. So for whip, did I bait it? I'm going to say six. I probably said a number before, but yeah, it's a six now, definitely. X is for wax play. Um, well, X, how is an X for wax play? Wax starts with a W. Uh, it's a pet peeve. <laughs> All of us. So yeah, uh, wax is candlelight. Uh, what candlelight? Uh, it's the wax from candles when you pour it over body and you like the feeling, you like the smell, whatever you like. For me, it's huh, a three. Fine, but irrelevant. Y is for yoni egg. If you don't know what a yoni egg is, it is basically an egg-shaped device worn inside of the vagina for pelvic floor exercises or kegels. It, it, you insert it into the vagina and then you tighten up, hold the egg, and then let it go and stuff like that. Um, this, I never thought that this was a kink or a fetish. I thought this was just like a practice or weird way of doing kegels, but I guess this is a kink as well. As for me, when it comes to, it's zero, honestly. Like, what the fuck? I even like doing, like, kegels without anything, so yeah, great. Z, oh, we're getting to the final one. Z is a zapper. It is a cute name for an electro wand that is used as a part of electro simulation. Well, this was uneventful. Like, we're back to electro simulation, and honestly, like, no. Again, it's something that includes electricity. It includes, you know, it either has batteries or it's plugged in, and that's weird for me. But yeah, um, whatever. Somebody likes that. Somebody likes somebody likes complex things and things that are hard to pull off and you know arrange. But for me, it will be a zero. Uh, now I will have to finish this episode, and then I will do another one on discussing all of these kinks. Like, why are people doing it? Why am I doing what I do? Why do we do all this? Do 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 do. <laughs> but basically. I would really love for anyone who hears this uh, and who listens to this um, to follow me on Instagram, Tkanina or Tkanina. <laughs> I call myself Tkanina basically on, inst on Instagram. It is spelled T-K-A-N-E-I-N-A. And I'm asking you to follow me or you don't have to follow me really. So you can answer the question, uh, do any of these interest you? Do you like any of these? What do you think about them? Do you have any anything in particular that you would like for me to talk about? You know, and since Spotify doesn't really have much options for discussion and, you know, commenting, talking about things, I have to ask you to follow my Instagram. I wouldn't want to for you to do that, but, you know... You will just have to, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So yeah, thanks everyone for listening and tune in for the next one where we will continue this discussion. Bye.